Hello everyone, and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite all-queer cast Starfinder podcast. I'm Steph, your resident chief medical mystic. As always, we would be grateful if you would take the time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us, and it helps new listeners to find us. We hope you're as excited about our show as we are, and will also consider recommending us to your friends, community, and just about anyone. We are now on Patreon. If you'd like to support us and help ensure we're able to continue creating podcasts that showcase inclusive stories, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. We're grateful to everyone who has already done so. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards. Check them out at patreon.com slash experience points. Stay tuned after the episode for some more exciting announcements. This week on Experience Points, the conclusion of the crew's battle with the Hell Knights. Our crew get some upgrades and begin their quest to find Eve. Again, all this and more on episode 38, Escape from Hell. Greetings, adventure hookers, and welcome back to Experience Points, your favorite queer Starfinder real play podcast. I am, as always, your host and GM, and joining me today is our fabulous cast. Hello, I am Kelric. I play Angus. Hi, I'm Britt, and I play Mordax. Hi, I'm Kenny, and I play Absco Cash. Hello, I'm Steph, and I play Eos Nabari. Absco, I believe you had some... Uh, some recap for us. Captain Angus has us engage with the Hell Knights and draw them away from Avalon, even though they also wanted to apprehend us. And Zingareth, though capable, seems to need a lot of attention and encouragement to use the controls accurately. The efforts of Mordax and Eos keep the Roseate together, with Angus doing quite well as a leader. I even want to comply with his directives. Now, we attempt to disable or break free from the focus of the last Hell Knight ship. And so we pick up. You are in flight for your life, fleeing Avalon with a Hell Knight ship in close pursuit. All right. I think Angus has decided to no longer put the crew in danger. He's starting to get the hang of this thing. <laughs> and instead, he'll do the above and beyond thing so that we have CP to get the hell away from these beings. Uh, Does Angus strike a heroic pose on the bridge? <laughs> is that him going above and beyond? Actually, Angus <laughs> is gonna go over to Gareth, gently put their hand on their shoulder and tell them, Gareth, it's okay, you're doing fine. Just get us the hell out of here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Absco leans over and it's like, it's that button. As as Asuka leans <laughs> over, I gently put a hand on their shoulder and push them back to their seat. <laughs> and I just whisper, it'll be okay. I have faith in you guys. Get us out of here. And then okay. I will give engineering a free action because that gives us the five CP. And so I'll use the the zero CP thing I have that gives everyone a, that, that one place a a free action, and then it'll be okay. Well, engineering, bridge, palms, gunnery, remember. Engineering, you've received the call to put more power to the engines. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, 
Mordex had actually gone down to actual physical engineering. Yes. Mm -hmm. Correct. Can I still do those actions from there and not from like... Yes. Okay, good. So y'all want me to boost. (laughs) I think think that Mordex will do what people want. (laughs) I'll jump on the comms real quick and I'll just message Mordex directly. Okay. Mordex, we're... This is our final push. Let's get out of here. Uh, can you get the engines to give us any more power, please? Sure can, Captain. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, then she'll she'll run and start tinkering with stuff and holler at other people to help. And All right, Mordax spends the next 15 minutes in a flurry uh, down in engineering, putting out the small fires that are happening everywhere as the engines are being pushed to their maximum. It is a DC 12 engineering check, and my thing is plus 18, so I kind of deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's just see how much better you you, you get at it. How much can you jury rig these things? Okay. okay. How about a how about a 36? <laughs> With a 36, a 36, you get more speed out of this engine than even the top end specs. You you the engine is now operating at 150 percent efficiency. By the time you are done tinkering and yelling at people, I mean, yeah, it's about to go. I mean, if you kept doing this for like an hour, it would probably blow up. But you have this thing cruising. Meanwhile, Absco on the bridge, you're just watching the your your, your speed indicator just rise and rise and rise. Is is Angus still there? I would assume so, unless he went to the bathroom. All right. <laughs> what I would do is just lean over and in as low a tone as possible, but so much so that Gareth can hear me, I say, just think of your kids. Do it for them. <laughs> Poor Gareth. <laughs> I tighten my grip a little and just stay with Gareth. I'm like, keep it calm, keep it smooth. Absco's not great at encouragement. <laughs> you and Absco are going to have some words. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, uh, you're starting to feel, though, the, the, the supports beneath the bridge beginning to tremble and, and the occasional violent kind of shift that you're having to compensate for as you drive there, uh, as you fly there, Absco. Realize that you're moving quite a clip. Uh, do you want to roll piloting or? Oh, yeah. We good. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Let's have a piloting check. That is a 16 with the two. Uh, it's difficult to perform any particular maneuvers. It is all you can do to keep it flying in a straight line away from Avalon. It's probably Gareth's fault. <laughs> As I suspected. As you pull up the uh, the rear view camera, <laughs> take a look at the, the ship chasing you. You see it keeps pace with you for a little while. And it's going to go ahead and I'm going to give them a little shot at you. Uh, seven is going to just go flying wildly as a number of small explosions come from the engine compartment of their ship and the ship begins to slow significantly. Seems that Mordax has been able to keep the engines running fast enough that the Hell Knights literally could not keep up. They blew out their engine trying to chase you down. Nice. That's what happens when you have a top-of-the-line ship and an amazing engineer. Darn right. (laughs) And so you have escaped as you leave the influence of Avalon's gravity well, that you are safe for the moment. But how long will it be until another Hell Knight ship picks up your trail? That is a good question. Angus is going to calm the senior staff. Everyone, come to the conference room so we can get some strategy going here. And he leans down and he 
looks at Gareth and says, Gareth, great job. Way to stay on the controls, as you were told. <laughs> Perhaps you and Absco should have a one-on-one -on -one meeting later to see it develop a, a less screaming way of interacting while the bridge is operations. <laughs> no, 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 I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. I'm good. I'm sorry. I, I must, I was, I was trying to be nice. I'm not asking. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yes, Captain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then. <laughs> and I'll... he looks with big terrified eyes over at Absco. Absco stands up after Angus leaves and leans over and says, Adequate job, Gareth. <laughs> oh, I think at this point he beams. <laughs> Absco just told him he did adequately. You didn't kill your children for us. Thank you. <laughs> Absco! I mean, <laughs> it's, a good thing it's sort of like encouragement. I feel like there'll be a therapy session between Gareth and Eos. <laughs> Was is Eos on the bridge handling gunnery, or is Eos Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, Eos is standing there on the bridge, handling gunnery from the command console. I'll move into the the conference room so that we can talk, and I'll just wait for everyone to arrive. Yeah, Mordax will scurry, scurry over. Yep, uh, Absco scurry, scurry. leaves the bridge and uh, comes over. Eos just kind of, because everybody's pausing by Gareth, it, it pats his shoulders just like you did a good job. I'm sorry, Absco is being an asshole. Wait, and... my... it's okay. Absco's the best pilot I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> Gareth appreciates your, your your vote of confidence in his abilities, and uh, he, he smiles weakly. Goes, it's okay. I just need to go lie down. So yeah, G yeah. Gareth is going to turn over control and and uh, go go take a. I think well-deserved nap. <laughs> he's right. he's basically like one of those guys that that, that that likes to go, you know, occasionally drift a corner or something, and he just got in the car with a pro racer and held on for dear life as the co-pilot. Like if Absco had died of a heart attack in the middle of one of those maneuvers, <laughs> I don't think Gareth could have kept up. Aww. No, no, Gareth could not have done that. <clears throat> So Absco realizes that they're they're hard on the people that they ask things of, and so like there'll be an equally as thoughtful gift for Gareth later, perhaps not with all the emotions attached. They're an asshole, but then they're nice about it. They just need things done. Mm -hmm. All right, so in the ready room with everybody. What do we know? What are our next steps? We have to find the dragonkin. Anyone have any suggestions? Well, I I think it's really important that we go and find this, but um. Those ships were really, really kind of badass. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, but bad, you know, like, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I, I, I kind of want to know what, what the ship is capable of in terms of how well we can hide ourselves and, and make sure we go on some sort of course that is not what they what they think we're going to go on. I don't know that and, hiding's on the table. We're, we're a very, very large vessel. But isn't it possible to hide our signature? I, I don't know a lot about how that stuff works but i've heard talk of being able to track those things absco is silent nods wisely but doesn't say anything because they have no idea <laughs> no, actually mm. I, I believe absco has helped us with this uh on a computer check when we first got the zephyr absco they know small ships <laughs> right but i mean yeah so having worked with the ship a little bit you know since we got on it 
would Mordax know the capability of like stealthing and like that sort of like, you know, jamming stuff that the ship is capable of? Well, Mordax, you're aware that the Roseate has been outfitted with emissions dampers mm-hmm. that can help uh, scatter your, the, the trail of ions that you leave in your wake, diffusing the path, making it much more difficult to follow you. And it helps shield the energy signature of a uh, drift jump so that it is not detectable from nearly the distance. You have to be within visual, like short range to detect it on sensors. Um, so e- e- Eos is right. Um, if with your permission, obviously, I would like to, you know, once we're done talking, uh, go back down to engineering and uh, work on some of the um, emission stampeners and things like that to make sure that they, they can't uh, follow us because, you know, I really want to get into a safe uh, spot so that I can fix uh, Silverblade. I, that's that's perfect. And I think Obstacle and I will work on changing the, is it the transponder that we're we're dealing with? What is it? What, what's it's the the thing that announces who we are when we come in? Transponder. We'll, we've done this once before on a, on a previous ship where we had to change the transponder. So we'll work on that. And I'll call out to, uh, Bra, are you listening in? Maybe. That's perfect. I always un- anticipate this. Bra, is this something that you can help us with? Bra says, uh, do, do you want me to change the pattern that it changes at? Yes, that is exactly what you want. Oh, okay, I can. Uh, your transponder will now reset every two days instead of one. Uh, what? <laughs> sh- 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 shorten the period, Bra. Change it like every ah, 12 hours. hours. Can you do it like every couple of hours? I can do it every 0.307 nanoseconds. Well, how much will that tax you? Oh, none at all. I just put in the number 0.037. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. Your uh, transponder now is just this undecipherable jam of letters and numbers. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, um, uh, Mordex will put up her, her hand, for like not just respectfully, but like... Uh, towards towards Angus when Angus starts to talk. Um, uh, Bra? Uh, yeah? Um, are, is part of you still in Silverblade? Because I, I'm wondering if maybe it'll be better for you if you put all of you back where you should be so that you can focus better. But I like Silverblade. <laughs> <laughs> well, more He says funny things. We're in a bit of a situation here, so we need to make sure that everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be and and 100%. Get this this over-exaggerated uh, attempt at a sigh. <gasps> Fine. Eos is going to look to Mordax, and hopefully what is an olive branch from their conversation when ship battle began. Weren't we going to work on a drone? For Rawblade? Yeah, yeah. You still want to do that? Brah, this isn't permanent. I just, I need to fix Silverblade and you need to focus on this thing. And then after I fix Silverblade, I'm going to build you a new shell and everything will be all hunky dory. (gasps) I get to be Rawblade again. Well, I think you'll be, you know, Brah something. Dun 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 dun. It's a very interesting tune. Yeah, it's an adventuring tune from the cultural archives. <laughs> I bet that's something we're totally allowed to use. <laughs> I'm sure it is. 
Under 30 seconds. Fair, fair oh, usage. Oh, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, put me before a judge and I will prove to him that I sang not one correct note. <laughs> just get a pitch reader in there it's fine That's on the all right on the transponder i think we needed to be able to send just misinformation not gobbledygook because that's going to draw attention what we need to do is have it announce us as a different ship than who we are so, okay. This is kind of out of character. Is it modulated because of the kind of ship that we are in general? Because it's changing every day right now. Yeah, this was a feature that just every day it sent out a new transponder signal. Just just built in circuit. So it kind of keeps us hidden. Like it changes our identity every day. Because mm -hmm. Starfinders. Yeah. So then we don't need to worry about it, basically. Well, how did the Hell Knights find us if that's the case? Is I suppose the question. Um, remember, 18 got in touch with us after we landed on the planet. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yes, 18. Yeah. We're going to have to do something about that one. All right. That's what they want. <laughs> That's what we want. I don't think 18 wants us doing anything. So One step at a time. Great. We have this plan. Now, how do we figure out where to go? Where are the Dragon Kings? Does anyone have any idea? Oh, I know, 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 I know. What do you know? Where the dragonkin are. Where? The dragonkin are one of two native species of Triaxis. Obstacle, can you get us to Triaxis? Yeah, I can set in a course as soon as we're all ready. Okay, I think the plan then is Mordax, you start masking our trail. Give us, you know, an hour of not being able to be followed, then make sure the drift engine will disperse the trail and then let's get the, let's head out. I think an hour should be long enough for them to lose us if they are following our trail at all. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> it's canon now. In it character. is. That's perfect. <laughs> all right, well, then I think that's all that you know, I wanted to make sure it happened. And so at this point, let's get that going and let's do whatever else we're going to do. Firing up the drift engines, plotting your course, it appears that it will take you about three days to reach Triaxis. Uh, as you're watching for signs of the Hell Knights following you, it, it's very easy to use the emissions dampeners to turn them on. Don't even make another totally impressive engineering. <laughs> go ahead. Let's see. Let's see how good of a job you do. Gosh. Oh gosh. That was. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to offer to roll for it, if I'll take it. That one. Everyone's gonna kill me. Please don't do it. Ugh. Oh, two. Still twenty. Perfect. <laughs> still twenty. Not in that one. Not a not two, one. but you still get twenty. Uh, yeah, even with minimal modulation for the. Uh, uh, for the particular output, like there's all these numbers popping up and you're not quite sure what they mean, but you're pretty sure the wavy thing should do this and not this. Like it should it should be a nice smooth waveform and not a big jagged waveform. So, so you mess with the knobs till it's a nice smooth waveform. Um, <laughs> you do Wait. manage to disperse the ship. They And in fact, sensors pick up a Hell Knight ship scanning the area, mm. but they seem unable to pick up exactly where your trail is and they pass right on through. Sweet. So you are ready for drift jump without incident. All right. I'm going to be up at the bridge. Uh, is Gareth still there, or do I have a new ensign? 
E. Thomas Thomason? <laughs> e. Thomas Thomason. Sure. T. T. Thomas oh, Thomas. Come on. We must <laughs> alliterate. I was going to say, well, this is a change yes. to our rubric. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, is, he is Thomas, son of Thomas. T. Thomas Tomlinson. Th- Thomas? Thomason? Th- Tomlinson. 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 There you go. He is T. Thomas Tomlinson. Tomlinson. I, I actually need to write this down. Holy crap. <laughs> Teddy? <laughs> Teddy Thomas Tomlinson? Yes. <laughs> Accepted. That's amazing. Or Theodore. Yes. If you're being formal. Tomlinson? Where's Garrett? Uh, yes. Uh, I believe he is taking some sick days. <laughs> He's using his PTO. (laughs) (laughs) EO's relieved him of duty. (laughs) Oh, nice. As chief medical officer, she could do that. Absolutely. Says me now. (laughs) I don't even, or uh, Absco doesn't even change tone and says, well, that's an unfortunate swap. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I guess I'll have to train you too. Absco's gonna get a little ping on his. Absolutely. And it's going to um, tell him that sensitivity training with EOS is scheduled for whatever time <laughs> EOS decides. <laughs> okay, Tomlinson, we're gonna make some lemonade. I, I don't know if we still have lemons around the ship. Well, I mean, obviously we do. <laughs> But, uh, and you know yeah, what Tomlinson's going to say? Tomlinson's going to look at you and he's going to push his glasses up his nose and he's going to go, well, actually, did you know that we invented, that we uh, genetically engineered lemons and therefore life never really truly gave us lemons? We gave them to ourselves. so much. Mordax? Mordax, are you there? Yes, yes, Absco, what, what's going on? Is Tomlinson supposed to be on your roster? I don't want to steal another one of yours. Oh, you met Tomlinson? Tomlinson's great. We had, uh, uh, we, sh- we shared a coffee together the other day. I think we're going to be really good friends. I'm so glad he's on your team. Uh, <laughs> hi, Mordax. <laughs> hi, Tommy. <laughs> Thanks, Mordax. <laughs> no problem. All right, Tomlinson. Here's how it's going to work. <laughs> Tomlinson pulls out a, a notepad and a pen. You're prepared. Okay, I can work with this. We are plotting a course to Triaxis, and then we are going to follow that course. <laughs> this is not difficult. Don't make it difficult. Don't can do. Roll a one. And so I'm going to get, <laughs> or Absco's going to get uncomfortably close to Tomlinson, like behind their chair, and like lean over and be like, what do you do? Well, First, we have to calculate our current position using the relative position and strengths of the gravity wells of various objects in space. And then we need to plot a three-dimensional course uh, to to (laughs) Triaxis using its approximate location, calculating for the trajectory of its uh, traversal around the sun. And there. Perfect. (laughs) It's It's not the best, but you'll get us there. And now we hit the big red button. (laughs) 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 As your tensions just start to roar to life as the input course is now locked in. I don't know when I decided to turn abs go into this absolute asshole, but (laughs) I think I think. (laughs) 
three weeks, I, I feel like we've all tweaked ourselves a little bit because I, I, I realized the last thing I said, like, I was like, when did Mordex get that squeaky? I think that's true. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I, I think it's, it's, it's story built that all of these people on this ship has just turned Absco into this raging bitch <laughs> about <laughs> everything. I actually the, think the, that the stress of the job is getting to Absco. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the responsibility which Absco has run away from for most their adult life as you have described them and being forced into that role, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely perfect sense. It's brilliant. I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to fly ships. Basically, and Shit ogle things. androids. <laughs> fly ships, ogle androids, and infiltrate a few corporations. Come on. What's a little espionage between friends? It's fine. Right? All right. 3.25 days to get there. As you said, Tomlinson's was not the most efficient route. Tomlinson <laughs> erred on the side of caution. A little too much for Absco's taste. Tomlinson also forgot to carry a one. <laughs> <sighs> yes, Tomlinson <laughs> forgot to carry a one. Space math! That is going to haunt Tomlinson. That is going to haunt Tomlinson for the rest of his life. That one time he forgot to carry the one in front of Absco. Because Tomlinson let him forget it. Nope. Yeah. It'll be on every subsequent report that has anything to do with him. This is a Tomlinson's new code time. name is Carry the One. <laughs> Did you remember the one? <laughs> I can just picture now Absco walking in holding a great big like foam one <laughs> and just carrying it around like a baby in front of Tomlinson. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. 3.25 days. What would you like to do over the course? Uh, just quick three day downtime. What do you do with your downtime? Eos is going to be running some tests on her um, updated augments. To, because I know we'd done a little mysticism check um, during the Eve flashbacks, for lack of a better <laughs> reference point. But now that she has access to all of her tech, she wants to see if that has unintentionally added any new features. Like, okay, okay. Um, give me a. You're going to need a combination of two different skills. Uh, I need a physical sciences check and a mysticism check. I got you. I'm going to do the mysticism I first. I figured you're a doctor. Come on. And how's an 18 mysticism. and a 20 physical science? How's that do you? Hey, 18 mysticism, 20 physical science. Okay. With the physical sciences, you can definitely tell that the cellular structure of these eyes seems to have been subtly altered with your experiences. You spend some time going over the mystical aspects of this. It seems to have acquired some sort of new ability. Not really sure how to activate it. Okay. You're just gonna keep that in your pocket for later? Well, would you like to spend the whole three days <laughs> going over your eyes now? Is this something- You can discover what it does if you spend the, the whole downtime going over your eyes, or we can just see what happens. Is there something more to happen? Uh, see what I did there? See what I did there? I do see what you did there. She would ask Mordax if Mordax, like, first she would ask Mordax if she, Mordax knows anything about, like, augmentation, about that technology, because it is a little bit different from, like, from a technical standpoint. You could also ask Angus. Yes. Angus likes engineering. 
Would you like me to ask Angus since the two of them haven't had a scene together? It, it's either way. Let's do that just because um, <laughs> I feel like Mordex is probably going to spend those three days rebuilding Silverblade and Eos is going to want to let her do that. So asking Angus. <laughs> she may have gone to Mordex first just as she's continuing the olive branch and then saw she was busy. Probably just went, I'm going to let you keep doing what you're doing and go find Angus. <laughs> so help a sister out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'll show up in medical with you then and I'll bring my little my little engineering kit, which I haven't carried around in forever. Super excited to have it. <laughs> I'm almost holding it like, you know, a kid holding their school books. I'm so excited. <laughs> nice. And uh, uh, I'll show up and be like, hello? <laughs> I'm back here in the lab. And I may just scurry over super excited. Like, it's pretty obvious that doing anything engineering is a huge comfort and exciting to me. And so I'm just like, so what do we do? I brought all of this and I, I lay out my tool, my toolbox, and there might be a maze core just sort of prominently on top of it. <laughs> we'll get to one. the maze core. <laughs> <laughs> I have not forgotten that. You promised me. <laughs> And Brit. Oh, yes. And I i mean, I mean, we could make this a, a, a laser shooting eye, depending on what it is. Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> um, it could borg out on the side of your face and shoot something. We don't know. We could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Eyes. <laughs> you want Cyclops? Because this is how you get Cyclops. <laughs> so... I've been running some tests on what exactly Eve did to my augments. And yeah. she already has all of the information kind of pulled up on screen because I figure it's a catch-all lab. It has all the different things. She's sitting at a console with all of the readings that she's got thus far pulled up. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't your eyes have an OBS reader? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Plug it in and you get diagnostic codes. Mm-hmm. I know something has changed. There's an additional ability here, but my understanding of the tech only goes so far. So maybe you can figure out what I can't. Right. Well, why don't we start logically and work our way from the past to the present? I start tapping on the screen and see if we can pull up a previous reading from when the, the diagnostics from when it was first installed so we can start okay. comparing. Yeah, baseline baseline diagnostics. Sure. Yep. Yeah, they, they'd have a, a file with the baseline diagnostics on there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm looking at this and I can see, obviously, the optical portions seem to be right in line. I don't see any differences here. Uh, do you feel any differences on the interfaces? And we just start going through all of it, you know, portion by portion. Yeah. And at what point, maybe an hour in, I think, uh, we at doing the analysis, okay. we come up with, we find a point to start investigating like oh it okay. looks like the difference starts about right around here i'm not sure what this uh is. the optical processor seems to be processing more information than it was although it is only outputting the same amount of information okay so should i do an engineering check to see what i can yes you uh well uh yeah yeah engineering will be fine is there something else that would work nope nope you're good you're good uh, engineering or physical science, I guess. Well, is that a nat twenty? Twenty. I think that's a nat twenty. That's a nat twenty. <laughs> Screenshot that pink nat twenty. Hell yeah! 
Okay, it's a nat 20 that for the engineering <laughs> check still didn't beat the DC, but Ouch. I respect the nat 20. <laughs> and so as you're messing around with the eyes, trying different things, at one point you flip a switch and all of the data that's being processed now being sent to you, Steph, EOS now has once a day through seeing. Oh. Oh, shit. Last for one minute. You get one minute of true seeing each day. That's huge. That's boss. Nice. So, EOS, yeah, suddenly you see everything. <laughs> like, just, you, I, I feel like it's probably some, the first time is probably some, like, super psychedelic trip. Like, you begin seeing the, the motes of energy that are flowing around Angus. You, you, you see your own divine aura around you and, and the magical currents through the air. I would like to think that Angus had the Solarian motes are actually constantly in motion doing like a little dance like it's like a little mm -hmm. it's like a little tinkerbell person who's just super super tiny and they're just mm -hmm. dancing around angus and uh, eos can actually see that very very briefly and <laughs> the dance is a very interpretive dance <laughs> of yes angus's current mood which in this case is super excited to be doing engineering again. Really <laughs> Accepted. Okay. The moat on his shoulder is doing the Macarena. <laughs> All right, I want to play it. Do, does your moat always do that? I also imagine like the color is probably like programmed in, hmm. in where the iris, you know, the shutters are. Mm -hmm. So maybe it changes color. Ooh. When it does yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. The, the, the irises will change to a silvery blue color. Yeah, and I figure they would do that with the others, like the infrared and the other settings. Yeah, but 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 uh, uh, with 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 the general true seeing on, turn a silvery blue color. Yeah, I'm sorry. What were you asking? Your moat. It looks like it was dancing. So Angus has no idea about this element of the moat. So you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she probably blinks then, and they go back to the blue. Question is, did Angus notice that? No, you distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Eos definitely <laughs> saw it. <laughs> Sorry, Rocky. Oh. Where's, where's yeah. Keanu Reeves when you need him? <laughs> so I think that, you know, I might spend some more time just making sure that's all there is to it, but I, I feel like this is what we've got for you. That's, that's amazing. And, and through this, you figure out how to turn it on and off and do your thing. Mm -hmm. Then, yep. you know. It's <clears throat> like the clapper. Blink twice to turn it on, blink three times to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have this maze core. Is there something you want me to do with this for you before we land? I, I, I have enough time. Is there anything particular you want? We have, we, we've discussed this, so. I would definitely not be against some kind of melee weapon, maybe making use of that pike that we got from fighting oh, the Hell Knights. The, the cryo pike? Yeah. Okay. Since my shot doesn't seem to be working as well. Okay. What other weapon would you want to, to have with that? Or it could even weapon. be a shield if you want. Laser ribbon. <laughs> Stand on the wall? I don't think so. Oh, so pretty on the wall. 
That's the last time we buy you anything at the store. Pike, is there anything else that you would want done with that? I know before we'd been talking about like a knife gun hybrid. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we could do something like that with the cryo pike. So maybe do a cryo pike with a cryo pistol so that you can, you know. Or she, like if you had an idea, I just thought the cryo pike was cool, and given the current flavor mm -hmm. of the plot, it would be an interesting uh, plot choice to give her a frost weapon of some kind. I know, like it's really. I mean, actually, it would be interesting to do the crow pike with a fire-based thing, so that Ooh. you can have, you know, the Eve and the Saren Ray, Saren Ray stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I can work on that for. Come here, book. Cut out. <laughs> yeah, I can work on that for the remainder. Uh, well, yeah, I've been. I also want to have some time to do some research on the planet we're going to. So that we can actually okay. go in prepared for what we're coming up on for a change. Might be a good idea. Well, the very first thing Hi. you would see is a map. <laughs> hey. Of Triaxis. Imagine <laughs> what happens when you look at the computer. <laughs> I do want to roll a culture check too and see if there's anything that Eos knows from the stewards. If yeah, go ahead. Hear me well enough. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. Believe I do believe one of the places we're going to go is the Drake Lands. <laughs> I think that's the that's the place we're going to be going. So, How's an 18 but, do? Yeah. Okay, an 18, you know that the two dominant life uh, or, or species on Triaxis are the Rhyphorians and the Dragonkin. Uh, you know that Triaxis has a long history of struggle and strife uh, amongst each other. Interestingly enough, Triaxis experiences years-long winters and years-long summers. The native Rhyphorians actually have different features depending on whether they were born in the winter or the summer. But there are a number, it's rumored that there are a number of dragons who, like literal dragons, who rule various patches of the lands. Specifically in the Drake lands, imagine, imagine. The Caldera Basin is said to be a ring of volcanoes surrounding a deep sulfurous lake that the fire dra that stays warm even through the the really cold winters uh, never freezes over so the the red dragons tend to stay there there's a couple of places in the drake lands that are uh, run by dragons uh, the rhyphorians tend to hold a lot more of the eastern continent you do know that there are two major spaceports your choices are zo on the eastern side uh, this is a bustling spaceport and uh, the main spaceport of the Allied Territories, which are a bunch of city-states and governments that are working together, mostly together, for the common good. Then there's Kumo. Kumo is a favorite port of smugglers. A lot more laissez-faire, a lot fewer regulations. Uh, no nosy guards to poke around your ship. Hmm. Kumo is a little bit more to the west and on the edge of the Drakelands which you know to be mostly populated by drakes, which are related to dragons, but kind of aggressive idiots. Well, we don't want that. And Eos would share all that information with Angus, and if anyone else in the crew I was interested. I sure we did this briefing together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so everyone's there, and I'll leave that to your judgment on where, which one we go to. I'm going to be spending some time learning the local languages and making sure that we can communicate effectively. 
Absco says, absolutely. Kenny says, I was not paying attention. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was writing up what happened prior to now. <laughs> so, so in character, Absco's sitting there making notes in, in, in their log, and uh -huh. Angus asks them something, and Absco just goes, absolutely. <laughs> Sure do. It sounds like it's the best place to land. <laughs> Any thoughts on where the best place to go then is? Well, not Drake lands. I, I got that much. <laughs> uh, sounded attractive for the lack of nosiness. Okay. But again, it didn't. It put us by the kind of aggressive species, right? Uh, yes, it's uh, on the the little Ismith type I'm land bridge. About. The Hawk's Claw. Is that a place that we could go to without too much notice and then work our way down to one of the other places that might serve us better? I don't know. So like, you pull up the information claw. about Day Hawk's Claw in the computer as you see it on the on the uh, on the map. Mm -hmm. You find that this is a, a home home to a an enormous freshwater lake. Mm -hmm. The name Day Hawk is an homage to an evil draconic deity. It it uh, their their legends tell of an of evil dragons who arose spontaneously from this freshwater lake. They say that when the lake freezes over, you can hear strange sounds coming from below. Clawfist wood, <laughs> clawfist wood. <laughs> I mean, if you want to land outside of a city, you can land anywhere you wish. If you want to uh, land in the clawfist wood, which is sort of a natural boundary between the Drake lands and the Skyfire Mandate. Eos, you're the expert on this. What do you think we should do? <laughs> <laughs> Through your research, you also find that the Dragonkin are known for their tinkering in genetic engineering. In fact, genetically engineering themselves to be more suited to spaceflight. Things like making their frames smaller so they fit in starships better. All right. Where are we going, Eos? I think Kumo is our best bet to start. It's a base of operations where people aren't going to ask a lot of questions, and that's kind of what we need right now. Yeah, if we're seeking information, that makes a lot of sense, says Kenny. <laughs> Eos is the expert, so we're going to go with where Eos suggests so. Kumo it is. I'm going to make sure that we're set up. I'm going to... I've added to my skills, because I still had an open language slot. The I have Draconic, and now I have Rhyphorian. So if okay. there's interacting with the locals, I can do that. So Angus has his uh, common to Rhyphorian dictionary with him. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's a data chip. I can just access it. <laughs> it's a data chip. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, of there was so much shame in that. It's a data chip. <laughs> I'm still teaching Tomlinson basic math, so no promises. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, ah, Tomlinson, ouch, okay. Mordax, can you give us a brief update on how Silverblade's doing? Well, that was what I was, I wasn't sure if I was here yet because I hadn't been like asked whether or not Mordax was finished Silverblade. You have your three days of downtime to- Yeah, I mean, I only need- Bit polish hours. Silverblade. So I figure if I take all three days, then I'm just doing a real good job. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that the 24 hours can't be interrupted, so I know you'd be sequestered for yeah, that. This would be a, a... You could take a single rest. I, I imagine Mordax basically holds herself up in her little workshop 
It's like, mm-hmm. only get me if it's life-threatening. Uh-oh. And you spend like the next three days sitting there like designing your new yeah. drone and you, you emerge with it. You all have not heard from Mordax for a couple of days, but you know from uh, her staff, uh, occasionally she will send like a staff person to like say that things are going well, like with some like totally asinine, like mechanical fact, like Mordax says she discovered a new way to twist the metal, like blah. Uh, and <laughs> you're all like, okay, cool. Um, but Mordax emerges for this meeting and she uh, looks very freshly like showered and just very like tidy and all of her clothes are very clean. And uh, she comes in and she has what you could only describe as a shit-eating grin. And she doesn't shut the door, but she comes in and she just kind of like looks real happy with herself. Hi, everyone. Hello. How is how is the work on Silverblade going? I'm really glad you asked because I think that someone wants to come say hi. And uh, she'll lick on on her her little wrist thing and. Uh, Silverblade Mark II will come into the room. Woo! And Silverblade Mark II is a little bit shorter than Silverblade was before. Uh, he was previously like about two times the height of Mordex, but now now he's a little bit more like like sort of like a hybrid between like how tall he was and how tall Mordex is. But he looks beefier, very shiny. Like before, he was kind of a little dingy, but now he is just emphatically chrome, I think. Just because uh, he wasn't really silver before and it didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but now Mordex is like, he's going to be silver. So he's shiny and beefy and he just looks. Mordex will kind of like be like pointing at him in that kind of like Vanna White way, like, look, Celtics. So she'll turn to a captain and say, do you want a full report on his new uh, combat capabilities? Oh my goddess. That is amazing. I want to know everything. Absolutely well, everything. I'm so enthralled I forgot to say Absco. That's how Angus <laughs> is. Absco notices and is thankful. <laughs> <laughs> They don't like the attention. I picture like my eyes getting like those little anime sparkles around them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just imagined his moat kind of going wham. <laughs> <laughs> Do you use your true seeing to like? <laughs> yes, that's more. Okay, so I know that uh, one of the the things that that hindered us a little bit before was the the. The fact that Silverblade was a little bit um, vulnerable to outside uh, um, manipulation, let's say. And uh, so I have installed some uh, extra safeguards within him so that it'll be harder for an outside sort of computer uh, source to get into any of his bits and make him, you know, fight against us or anything weird like that, because that would be terrible. I also made it so that he can act more independently from me. And uh, he's just, you know, he's a lot stronger. Uh, he's got a lot of cool little slots for more uh, improvements, and um, he does a lot more damage. And he's a little bit smarter, so uh, don't be scared if he decides to talk to you. I'm going to leave that up to him. Whoa. He might talk to you. I don't know. Silverblade, how are you doing? I am programmed to desire cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was just holding back on that for a moment. I was like, I'm going to come no. up. We're, we're keeping that in. 
We're keeping that in. <laughs> and uh, Mordex will grin when he says that and say, I also think I gave him a sense of humor. <laughs> Silverblade is going to look Angus up and down and ask, do you even lift, bro? How heavy is Silverblade? <laughs> Probably rather heavy. Rather heavy. No, no. What's your What's your lift? Do you have a, a lift weight? I have a strength modifier. Well, make a strength check. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's see. Do you even lift? That's a thirteen. That's adequate. Get his wheels barely off the floor. Let Let's Let's see Let's see how how Superblade lifts. Oh goody. <laughs> uh, at do you even lift, bro? Mordex will kind of scrunch up her nose and be like, I think he got that one from bra. <laughs> Probably. That would make sense. Oh, you get your feet a little bit more off the ground. It appears that both of you do indeed lift. <laughs> <laughs> you lift each other up. I think I'm going to like you. A great deal. <laughs> As you drop out of uh, drift, the planet Triaxis below you, having wandered far from its sun on its eccentric orbit, uh, you can see that it is currently in the clutches of a very deep winter, as the ice caps have uh, a lot closer than the map shows, covering a good chunk of both the southern and northern continents. Sure enough, you have the landing coordinates for Kumo, with just a simple transponder so that you can lock onto the signal. Well, let's head out. Let's get this going. I do not want to give the Hell Knight any time to catch up to us if we can avoid it. Yeah, I, I think we need as much time as we can for Tomlinson to get the math right. Tomlinson has a calculator. <laughs> no, no, I swear, uh, if you do this math with, with this... No, no that's wrong! Up. It's all wrong! I hold my hand up for Tomlinson. Uh, let's let's make them a kilo. Or what, what, what the, the kilo, the... Hold on, the water, that... The kilo? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the water species that have to be in like the enclosed suits. Nice. Okay. Yes, it's a Kalo. You just hear you just hear bubbling from inside the suit. Furious, furious bubbling as they mutter to themselves in Aquan. I appreciate that. I'll just hold my hand up and say, Obstacle, let's just leave them alone and let's focus on our stuff. We we, we are racing against 18 here. And uh, let's let's try to take care of that. Well, um, I'm going to need some help to take care of all of my duties. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know what they're capable of. And sometimes you just need to push. <laughs> you say push and Tomlinson pushes the button. Oh, no. <laughs> Not bad. No, Tomlinson pushed the right button. Yep. With the 26. Uh, yeah, you, you've managed to land. No incidents at Kumo. As you land at Kumo, uh, you are not greeted by any role directors, nobody asking for your registration, nobody coming to inspect your ship for quarantined items, nothing. You just land, like parking in a parking lot. Exactly. We're in Tortuga. <laughs> awesome. So let's head out and see if we can find some dragonkin that understand Eve. Okay. I would like us all to have our Eve symbols on us, just in case that's helpful. Eos would need a new one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we had plenty of time to, to read yeah. those. I just remember that the, one. Easy. Yeah, yeah. that the turret just made it just disappear along with her. <laughs> Good memory. Thank goodness. Okay. Donning your holy symbols of Eve, you exit the ship. It takes you all of about two seconds. So more, more <laughs> about a dragonkin. Whoa. Oh. 
Well, M Mordex will give like a little like excitable uh, wave goodbye to Tomlinson. <laughs> Tomlinson will wave. Oh. <laughs> oh. <The water> <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It literally creates waves in its helmet. <laughs> like they literally create waves in their helmet so that you can see it. That's how they are going to wave to you. As everyone leaves the bridge, I turn around to Tomlinson and say, you have the bridge, Tomlinson. And just looks. <laughs> I feel like there's ripples all over her, whatever you can see of Tomlinson as they tremble in fear. It is it is seriously that look of, it, it's that feeling like, if I screw anything up, I am not going to ever hear the end of it. Just for effect, Absco's going to try to just disappear in front of him. <laughs> Why not? Nope. Absco's so hard. That was a natural one. Absco thinks <laughs> they, they totally disappeared right in front of them. And then they kind of do like one of those whoosh, like they take their arms and like put them in front of yeah. them and just like kind of back up. <laughs> yep. Well, well. Ah, uh, fodder, fodder, fodder. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it only takes you a little bit of time to see a dragonkin ignore the gun that he's holding because of course, Paizo, they're all holding weapons, but he does in fact have a big old blaster on his hip walking up. Well, howdy. And well, what brings you folks to Triaxis? Mordax is silent and then looks up at, at Angus, realizing that she did not pay any attention to the briefing and doesn't know, so she's just like, I believe our representative Eos here would be able to explain that much more in depth than I. Absco nods. We're looking for Eve. Or some well, that didn't seem mighty hard to say. Or some of their kin. Ah, well, uh, this, this Eve person, uh, they live around here? That's what we're trying to find out. All we were told is you would find Evelyn, find the dragonkin. Eos would point- Well, that seems like a mighty specious thing to say. <laughs> I I would take oh, that up- All us dragonkin gotta know all the other dragonkin. I understand. <laughs> Which she does, because I'm sure she'd get that a lot being a Vlaka. <laughs> I knew a Vlaka. Do you know this person? Like, no. No. I always They're... say yes. If they ask me to bar, <laughs> always. Absolutely, I totally know that person. We're best friends. Yep. Oh, I hate them. Yep, that's my that's Taurus. my third cousin twice removed. Yes. Okay. They cheated so... on my sister. I don't like them. I'll talk about them again. <laughs> um, so what Eos would do to try and calm this dragon kid's hackles, because obviously it's like I know, it's it's frustrating. A kobold said that. I do apologize. But he spits on the ground and goes, dang kobolds running their mouth off everywhere they go. Does this symbol look familiar to you at all? And she would kind of hold up Eve's symbol and see if maybe that can get them in the point in the right direction. Looks at it very, very carefully and goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep, I've seen that, mm-hmm. That's a snowflake. Yes, it is a snowflake. But have you seen it like on any architecture, maybe a temple, a castle? Oh, I see snowflakes all over the castles and the temples and the streets and everywhere. I mean, as like an icon, not as snow. Why would you use snow as an icon? That's just her way. Do you know the name Micmac? Hmm, Micmac. That sounds like a kobold name. You ain't with the kobolds, are you? Do you see a kobold here? 
There isn't a kobold on our ship anywhere. He looks around very carefully. Nah, I guess I don't see no kobolds with you. Then we're not with them. Hmm. Make a mighty fine point. Is there some sort of cultural center we can go to? Some sort of, I don't know, social area? Ah, cultural center. Yeah. Uh, you want the whiskey bucket saloon. Yep. And he points down the street. Yep. Where a big neon sign has a bucket with whiskey, like, tilting out of it back and forth. And it says, whiskey bucket saloon. What's your name, friend? My name. My name's Meek Mech. Meek Mech. Ah, I definitely understand the difference there. Perfect. Meek Mech. Difference from what? Meek Mech. Sorry, these are thoughts in my Man, what you doing? You calling me some kobold? No. What? And he goes stomping off down the street. <laughs> I was going to invite you for a drink. Well, why didn't you say so as he turns back around the street and comes walking up? <laughs> Y'all some mighty fine folk. <laughs> I thought maybe. Lead on, friend. Show us the way to right over there, please. <laughs> as you walk down the street, realize that not only are there a number of dragonkin here, probably about, uh, you probably see about a dozen of them, but overwhelmingly, the majority of them are Rhyphorians. Tall, sort of blue-skinned and pale-eyed, long pointy ears, these humanoids, as Very. they all walk, and as they walk by, they all tip their hats to you. Before uh, they leave the landing area, uh, Absco gets on comms. Tomlinson, lock the ship up. Don't let anyone on unless they're us. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Tomlinson, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brothel and saloon, and look for a place to make ourselves comfortable. Well, there's long benches, glasses, flowing over with beer and other hard alcohols. Does our captain want to partake of the local wares? There might be, if there's time. That's not outside the realm of possibility. I'm not shaming, I just... Oh, no, there is no shame in this. Work is work, I know. So I think the thing that Angus would be looking at is going in, doing a... I'd like to do a perception check and just see if anywhere... There's even like a small hidden Eve symbol. You know, like I want to be scanning the architecture to see if there's anything that maybe isn't culturally relevant for here, but is going to help direct us. Can I okay. help? Sure. And this is on the people, the architect, just anything. Yep, yep, you are looking for an Eve symbol. So that's going to be a 31 with the assist. A 31 with a successful assist. Look around, do not see a single Eve symbol anywhere. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, Meekmac, what can you tell us about? Uh, yeah. What can you tell us about this planet? And uh, I'll also hold up my hand to get uh, server's attention if there is one, so that we can all get drinks. No, oh, no, there's just uh, two very harried looking bartenders. Okay. Actually, if you'll hold on a second, what does everyone want? Get everyone's drink orders and then pick up the drinks. Give you all that chat while I go get alcohol. There's a special on Rhyphorian ale. This what Eos would want, the darkest ale they've got. We'll get you the winter then. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, Rhyphorian winter ale. It's dark, it's heavy. It's uh, really got some good alcohol content. With hints of, you know, the spring Chocolate. to come. 
Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I hear good things. Absco kind of dings the the clear spindle that's kind of around them and be like, mm-mm. <laughs> okay. Ding! Uh, As it just goes around. That's beautiful. Is there an, a, like an actual <clears throat> like 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 menu screen? <laughs> so like if there maybe. were, we would avoid that spot. We would find a place where there is no menu screen facing us because that's how 18 originally contacted us and Absco at least I think as well as Angus would be of yes. to that in any way shape or form. Around you, you see that the tech that is there is kind of older and s- little scrubby looking, like uh, nothing that's been produced within like the last ten years. So, so my, there Neither might be like a, like a menu that's on like like plastic or something. Yeah, yeah, you have a plastifilm menu. All right, Mordax will scan it for for whatever beverage is not alcoholic. A civilian sunrise, uh, virgin. Uh, you, a civilian sunrise. Australian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Castrovellian sunrise. Okay. Uh, a, a Turley Shumple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a Turley Yes. That's, that's what it. I'm getting. So. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, uh, Meekback looks at you real, really weird as uh, you get these these Turley Shumples that come in sippy cups because it's good. <laughs> No, I want I want like a triple, like a, a big boy, a, a big. Yeah, you have you have a big giant cup with just a sippy top. Oh, perfect, love it. That's awesome. You've got a big one, and I got a little one. <laughs> They're appropriate for your sizes. Great. So I'll get Grab the drinks and come back, and then meek meek their drink, and meek meek. Tell us a little about about this plunge. We've never been here before. What can you tell us? Uh, I thought you looked like out-of-towners. Well, as you can tell, it's a mite chilly here uh, this time of year. But, uh, well, this time time of life, uh, you, you come back in about a century or so, it'll be sweltering hot like you wouldn't believe. Well, we're but, pretty well equipped to handle that because we're all covered in fur. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be an advantage, wouldn't it? I mean, except for, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, except except the naked one over here. Absco kind of looks over and then shifts some of their skin to look a little bit less naked. <laughs> Shift your skin so it looks like you're wearing a shirt like, ah, oh, you're prudes. Got it. <laughs> well, not that much as you hear all of the giggling coming from upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of a concern for Absco being cold because we've made jokes about Absco being lizard-like. Mm. Lizards tend to hibernate when it get they get too cold. Yeah. This is not a problem for Absco. Okay. So, uh, what what's this Eve fella you, you chasing? Well, all we really know is she's a silver dragon and has a way with ice and magic. And a goddess. Eos just okay. kind yeah. of, like, narrows dragon. her eyes at Absco no. a little because, like, she wasn't going to say that. <laughs> well, if you looking for dragon goddesses nice, you sure came to the right planet at the right time. Do tell. What do you mean? Well, planet's full of ice, and there's all kinds of dragons. Some of them even say they're gods. <laughs> right. so. One of the Rhyphorians comes up and goes, Meek Mac, are you giving them trouble again? No, he's well, act- No, I'm just telling these folks about our lovely old planet here. Yep, mm-hmm. Meek Mac, 
You know you can't stand around begging drinks from us forever. Now, now they paid good money for my drink. Oh, this is absolutely, absolutely our guest. He was the first person to speak to us once we landed and has been absolutely pleasant. And who are you? My name is Uglachum Blachilum. I say that quickly back. It is a pleasure to meet you. Would you care to sit? I would like to say that in the... Riforian. Riforian language. Oh, I, I caught that. Yeah, you studied Riforian, and so you repeat his Riforian name back to him. And invite mm. you with us in Riforian. I see. At least one of you has some culture. <laughs> with a pointed look at the dragon. Sort of, sort of sullenly sips on his drink. Now, what has brought you to this little backwater town? I'm going to tap on the Eve symbol. And I'll say, well, we were sent here by some friends to see if we could find some more dragonkin who, who know this, this symbol and what it represents. The goddess named Eve. Quick question, Mia. I know we've heard this name before and I'm, and I, I'm blanking on whether or not Eos or any of the rest of the party would know Evelyn's last name is Evening Tide. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I do want to make sure that that chip that I have is also translating and sending it to other people's comms so that they can understand what's being said when I'm speaking in any of the languages I have. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Universal translator, why not? Yeah, otherwise it just becomes a... um, It's good enough for Star Trek, it's good enough for us, by golly. Ding! (laughs) way, it's not just me having a conversation, everyone can join in. Does the family name Eventide mean anything to you? Hmm... Evening tide, evening tide. You know, now that you mention it, I do believe there is an evening tide at uh, Sarazenix. Can you phonetically spell that, please? Sarazenix. Ach, kling, klunk. Okay, I understand. That's just vague. Yeah, I'll put it in chat for you. Thanks. Is there a spaceport there, or is there a, a, a way to get there from? <laughs> oh, you're serious. Uh, we are brand new to your planet. We don't know. We don't know a whole lot about this. I'll be very honest. I'd appreciate any. It shows. Yeah. Well, that's why we're asking. And that's why I'm telling. You march your happy little ass to Sarazenix, and you will find the evening tides. I like you. I like me too. <laughs> it shows. Is there, I don't know, there, is there any land pr- transportation to get us there? Oh, yes. Uh, didn't you know that every visitor to Triaxis comes equipped with not one, but two transportation devices? Sometimes more. I see. Is there a place to rent or purchase land transportation to Triaxis? <sighs> that's, that's when Meek Meek shows up and goes, ah, I can get you there. Tell me more. <laughs> Uh, just, just a few credits, and I'll guide you up there. And I got transportation and everything. That sounds like a reasonable deal. How long? All right. Uh, I'll meet you. I can meet you in a couple of hours. Ready to set out. Right. Thank you, friend. Uh, no problem, friend. Uh, by the way, might, might I get a few credits up front? Uh, mighty thirsty on the trail. We can take care of provisions once you show up with the ride. Ah, oh, okay. All right. I guess that sounds all right. Just, uh, yeah, make, make sure you stock up on, on some of this here ale. It, it'll be good for warming us. Yeah. 
That sounds like a very reasonable request. We'll get a couple of About an hour later, true to his word, he will show up with four donkeys. For an hour. Donkeys? Donkeys? Donkeys. I would like. You're pretty sure they're not actually donkeys, but they sure look like donkeys. Like larger than Angus? Like Angus would look absolutely ridiculous were he to sit on one. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't think that my drone can ride a, a that. Oh, oh, that's easy. Uh, we, we just strap it to the back. Question <laughs> about the roseates. Do we have ATVs? <laughs> <laughs> you stopped the Miu. <laughs> Would you like high or low? Uh, let's go high. Always go high. Go high or go home. Okay. Uh, would you like one, two, or three? Two. All right. You do not have ATVs, but you do have Segways. <laughs> I'm just imagining them taking Segways over a mountain pass. That's almost worse. Yes, it is. Could could we spend some time with Mordax engineering some ATVs, <laughs> given the UBPs Probably. we have on board? Probably, yeah. Absco <laughs> the resources. Absco turns to Mordax and says, we may need to spend some time on this. Well, God's dang, I brought my ponies out here for nothing. Look at this poor little girl. Meek, meek, meek. One of them under the, the, the chin. She... <laughs> oh. And oh, they're, they're probably very good ponies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everyone needs food, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he looks... Horrified, and he goes, <laughs> I wasn't planning on getting us that lost. Okay. So, uh, um, Max is a station rat, <laughs> a station oh, mouse. We, we definitely need a guide, and we will still absolutely pay you. We just needed to come back after <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> so that we can get our ATVs ready. If you want, and if you need it, we can board you on one of our guest quarters. Guest quarters. Well, I, I guess I could put up with it. You got heating in that place? Yes. And all of that ale you could want. Well, hot dang. Sounds like you got yourself a guide. And that is all the time we have for today. So, for experience points, I am your host in GMU. I want to thank you for listening in. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at MeUPlaysGames. I'm Kelric. You can find me at EQ Points and at Cormalon. Well, that was a very good way to segue us into the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Britt at Atomic Firebird. Um, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sorry about how I'm chasing the sun today. <laughs> I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at Pundradrone. Check out our Twitch VOD of Pun Times where we play Slasher. Our episode one is going to be up for the next couple of weeks so good. or so for our first session. And if you want to check out our back sessions immediately, you can uh, become a Patreon backer and those will become available to you. Yes. And I'm Steph. You can find me on Twitter at Luna Starwind. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Experience Point Starfinder. If you're looking for more Starfinder podcasts in your life, we recommend checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. They are five friends who have no business behind the mic or rolling dice. I cannot recommend them highly enough. If you like what we create, then you should check out the other two podcasts on our network. Humanera releases every other Friday with Kelric stepping into the GM seat for this adventure utilizing Numenera, a system by Monty Cook Games. This homebrew campaign is set in the distant future built on the bones of previous civilizations. Our three explorers are following the commands of the Order of Truth to help people gather information and retrieve magical or scientific items. What could possibly go wrong? Pun Times is a collection of limited-run campaigns of smaller TTRPG systems and games. The inaugural game is Slasher from Higher Grounds Games. Mark your calendars to be sure you catch Session 2, streamed live on the Experience Points Twitch channel on Monday, March 11th at 8pm Eastern, 5pm Pacific. Don't want to wait that long? You can catch Session 1 on demand on our Twitch in the meantime. And coming at the end of April, the campaign will be released as a monthly podcast. Stay up to date on all three Experience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on ExperiencePoints.com. Pardon our dust as Kenny continues updating the website. It looks better and better every day. Until next time, Adventure Hookers!